Hallelujah. Thank you, praise and worship team. So glad you could make it. You, you and I know this is essential. Hallelujah. It's not a non-essential service. Hallelujah. I know that we are concerned about all these things, but God is more concerned about us. Hallelujah. Thank you for coming today to seek his face, to enjoy his presence. Hallelujah. Today we do not have um, Brother John Wesley with us, so we'll be going with Sister Kripa. And uh, you know how she is. She's strictly the word and very fast. So every now and then I will break just for her. Praise God. That's how it is. Glory to God. But I'm so glad you could make it. And um, these are, of course, nobody needs to tell you these are hard times. These are not fun times in the natural. But God knew that you would be here. He knew the end from the beginning. And he decided that you are the right person for this time. God is not surprised by today. Amen. He knew today even before the earth was formed. Hallelujah. He knew you before time began. And he said, you are the right person. And he knew you would be here today. Hallelujah. So you have what it takes. You have what it takes to stand and win no matter what it looks like. Praise the Lord Jesus. I'm going to just follow a few scriptures here and there. Uh, believing that that's how the Lord will lead us. Um, we are not in any uh, person's schedule or program. But we are in God's program. Hallelujah. We're in his schedule or as the American says schedule. We're in his schedule. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. So I'd like to start by reading First Chronicles 23 and verse 30. It's talking here about the priests. And he says there, And to stand every morning to thank and praise the Lord, and likewise at even. All that is King James. So he's talking about those that were chosen as priests, that this was one of their main jobs, to stand every morning to thank and praise the Lord, likewise in the evening. Hallelujah. In case you wonder what is the job of a priest, according to God's word, this is one of his main jobs. To stand up, thank God in the morning, and thank God in the evening. To stand up, to praise God in the morning, and to praise God in the evening. Hallelujah. Praise God. How simple is that? Amen. So you can see that you can do that. You and I can do it. Hallelujah. We can stand up. And we can thank Him that we are alive. Hallelujah. We can thank Him for life. We can thank Him for breath. Hallelujah. And then in the evening, you can stand up and do the same. Hallelujah. That you are still alive. That you are still moving. That you, your heart is still beating. That your lungs are still, you know, pumping in and out. Hallelujah. Even though sometimes it looks like it's hard. Praise God. Sometimes it looks like your heart is running very fast. Sometimes it looks like your head is spinning. Sometimes it feels like you should just sleep throughout the day. All of these feelings are there. But you stand up. Hallelujah. And you thank Him. Praise God. And you stand up in the evening. And you do the same. And you praise Him. And you thank Him. What does this mean? That God sees your priestly operations. He sees your priestly duties coming before Him 
in thanksgiving, uh, acknowledging Him. Praise God, saying, it is you, it is you, Lord, that gives me life, that gives me breath, that gives me all things. Hallelujah. And so I thank you. So I praise you. Hallelujah. From morning till evening, every opportunity you have to stand up and thank Him and praise Him, you just do it. Amen? Hallelujah. So it's not just when the music is right. It's not just when the, the musicians are in tune. Hallelujah. Sometimes they're not in tune. Sometimes, you know, they get stuck in their throats also. You know, it comes out like that, but it doesn't matter. Praise God. Uh, hallelujah. I know what I'm talking about. Praise God. It's when you get up here. And you want to make that joyful noise that suddenly it goes off key. Praise God. And you can't stop because it's already happening. Praise God. And so you just have to continue. But God knows that you wanted to thank Him. God knows that you wanted to praise Him. Hallelujah. And that you are owing Him all of that gratitude and that praise. Amen. So who is a priest of the Lord in the house? Every single one of us. Amen. In the new covenant, we are a whole generation and a nation of priests. Hallelujah. Every single one of us has been touched by the blood of Jesus. And in our spirits, we have been equalized, made equal to every royal priesthood. Hallelujah. And chosen generation. And so you're a king and you're a priest. Hallelujah. How many of you are kings in this house? Amen. Of course, we don't feel like it. Most of the time, we may feel like beggars. Most of the time, we may feel like rejects. Most of the time, we may feel like nothing. Hallelujah. But thank God, we can stick to what God said about us, and that's what matters. Amen. So because I'm a king, I thank him. Because I'm a priest, I thank him. Because he gave me all that position, I thank him. Hallelujah. When I look in the natural, I look like nothing special. Praise God. Nothing to write home about. But in God's eyes, praise God, you and I are kings and we are priests and we have authority on the earth to command things and they will happen. Praise God. And they will come to pass. Hallelujah. Even if it looks like nothing happened, you know, Jesus on the way to Bethany on that road, he came to a tree to find some fruit. He expected fruit on that tree. And lo and behold, there were like this, there was no fruit on it. Praise God. And so he just cursed it. Hallelujah. And said, no man eat from thee henceforth and forever. That was the end. And as they returned from their journey, on the way back on the same road, Peter called to attention the master and said, Master, look, the tree that you cursed has withered from the root. Hallelujah. The tree that you cursed has withered, not from here, but from down. Hallelujah. From down it was withering. Glory to God. In other words, where you could not see, where you could not actually uh, know by natural observation, that's where the curse or the words of Jesus were working. Hallelujah. So I want you to realize today, there is a place called the spirit realm. Amen. That your eyes do not see. The natural realm and the spiritual realm are different because are different because the spirit realm is a place you do not see. And so when Jesus spoke those words, he was teaching us that your words are going to be like my words and they are working in the spirit realm where you do not see changes have begun. 
things are changing. And so you can park yourself upon that. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. So I believe today that you are here because of such a word. Hallelujah. Because you are a priest. Because you are chosen. Because you are a king. Hallelujah. And that's why you are here. Because Jesus said that about you. And in the spirit realm, it's true. Hallelujah. So whether we see it or not, we declare that the word is working in our lives. The word is working from our mouths. The word is working from our lips. Hallelujah. And so we thank him that we are kings and we are priests and we can stand there and bless his holy name. We have all the authority. We have all the benefit of using that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Let's see if we can get Sister Kripa on point there in First Chronicles 23.30. Praise God. Idalade Udaya Kala Daliu, Sayankala Daliu, Nintu Kartan and Nukonda Duvadaku, Stutisuvadaku, Kartana Munde, Nirantaravagi, Avarige, Ajna Pisida. Hmm, she's fast. Somebody was listening one time and said, That girl is very fast. She doesn't stop. She doesn't have any emotion. She just goes like that. Honestly, that's what they said. <laughs> and we kept it like that. We didn't say anything. <laughs> Who's that girl? She doesn't have any emotion, just one speed. You know, she doesn't go with the, you know, ebb and flow. She just goes directly. Who's that girl? <laughs> well, that's Sister Kripa. Hallelujah. Amen. As long as you can understand what's going on. Praise God. But you and I have a duty as a priest and a king to stand up and bless God and thank him. Hallelujah. In the morning. And in the evening. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. So if you are wondering what does a priest do. That's the main thing he does. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Bible declares that the fruit of our lips. Gives thanks to his name. Amen. In the, the word you will notice there are special verses. Let's just go there also. I could go on talking. But I believe that we are uh, here because. God is a faithful God and he wants us to hear certain kinds of words. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you thanks. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Woo, thank you, Jesus. All right, let's go to Mark, the 11th chapter. And observe there. Verse 22, he says, And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. That's King James. And here... The original, of course, is have the faith of God. Hallelujah. Have the faith of God. Or use that faith, or this is how it works. For truly I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Hallelujah. Praise God. He shall have whatsoever he saith. That's the operation of the faith of God. You may say, I wish I had the faith of God. You know, I just have whatever faith. I don't know what kind of faith I have. Blah, blah, blah. But guess what? You have been given the faith of the Son of God. Galatians tells us in the 20th verse that the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Praise God. That's Paul talking about the believer. 
including himself. That when Christ was crucified, you were crucified. When Christ was raised up, you were raised up. Hallelujah. There's a new life working inside you. It's the life of the Son of God. Hallelujah. And that life has a certain faith also. It's the faith of the Son of God. Hallelujah. So you and I have the faith of the Son of God. That same quality of faith that if you say something, just like Jesus said something, it's going to happen in the invisible part. It's going to work there. Hallelujah. It's actually working in that place. Amen. Now, most of you have been here for a few years. But suppose you had been with me when I first stepped out into these things uh, in a little town called Kefi and then moved on to a place called Joss and was living with uh, the senior pastor in the garage of a preacher. Uh, Maybe you would have realized that, whew, You have nothing. You're just a guy who was in college and just didn't go. And now you found Jesus and what are you going to do? Amen. But we had these kind of messages coming to us. So we spoke them again and again, again and again. Praise God. And uh, slowly our life moved forward from nothing. We started to see things come to pass. And eventually... We began to live better and better from an offering of 10, in quote, 10 rupees, which we shared among three of us. Praise God. Here we are, many years later, we flew to India. How did you fly to India? Honestly, I don't know. And I don't want to know. I spoke words, I believed words, and it came to pass. Amen. If you go into the uh, nuts and bolts of it, you will only find one thing. That you spoke certain words, you believed certain words, and you received it. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, uh, I can always go back and think about that. When I had nothing. When I started from scratch. What worked for me was God's word. And therefore, it will work for me again. Hallelujah. The faith of the Son of God is the same forever because it is His life, it is His nature, it comes from Him. Hallelujah. It will never change. So even if you do not seem to see things in the top of the tree, it is working in the unseen, in the root of that problem. Hallelujah. There may be no change up here, but I'm telling you, it's working inside there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. You may have to be saying it again and again and again until you see everything come to pass. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. So we are here after the third wave, isn't it? How many waves do you think we can take? Huh? How many waves do you think we can take? You think there's a fourth wave, fifth wave, sixth wave? I think waves are going to be coming just like the sea. He'll just be coming one after the other. Hallelujah. And you thought that, um, hey, this is nothing. And lo and behold, there was something in that wave. It tried to hang around. It tried to stick around your throat. It tried to tell you that you should uh, give up. Amen. But you spoke to the wave. You spoke to yourself. You spoke to the cells in your body. You spoke to your body and commanded to go. And today you are here with us again. 
the same recipe for every wave. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Of course, I must tell you the truth. God cannot lie. (laughs) I'm telling you the truth. God cannot lie. Amen. So he knows that you are speaking, you are acting on his faith, the faith of the Son of God, who loved you and gave himself for you. Amen. Is this the only message you have? Oh, this is a foundation. Without this foundation being strong, the building cannot stand. It will collapse. Amen? It will collapse. So I have to continue to make sure that that foundation is standing well. Hallelujah. Amen? You know, you may think, how many do you have to give account for? The ones that are with me. That makes my job easier. I don't have to, you know, focus on so many things. I can just focus on those who say they belong under my care. Amen. They have enough to be concerned about, right? Amen. So the first question Jesus is going to ask me is, did you feed them properly? Did you teach them the right stuff? Did you give them my word? And I'll say, that's what I'm doing. Hallelujah. Amen. So if it worked for me, if it worked for Jesus... It'll work for me. If it worked for me, it'll work for anybody. Hallelujah. Praise God. The life which I now live in the flesh. See, there is a life in the flesh. Not in the spirit. When you don't have any flesh on you, then it is totally in the spirit. Amen. But right now, this faith is relevant while you're in the flesh. When you get into the spirit realm, finally, you won't need faith because you will see Jesus, you will see heaven, you will see the streets of gold, you will see the Jerusalem that is from above, you will see angels, you will see everything clearly. Amen? But while you are here in the flesh, that's when we need to operate the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. Hallelujah? Notice that it's very expensive faith. It cost the life of the Son of God. It cost His life. He laid down His life to give us that faith, to give us that nature. Praise God. And so I take it as precious. It is precious faith. It is blood precious faith. Hallelujah. His blood. His precious blood purchased for me His precious faith. Hallelujah. Amen. And therefore, I need to hold fast to that faith. He said it will work. Even if you don't see that it's happening, it's actually happening. Amen. That's why after you spoke to the devil, you can walk away and not wait for him to reply. He has already gone. Don't give him another chance. He's gone. The third wave, the fifth wave, whoever they are. In Jesus' name, out. Gone. Behind me. Get thee behind me, Satan. Hallelujah. Get thee hence. That's why I like King James. Some of these things, you cannot say them in any other way. Get thee hence. Instead of saying, get out of here. Just be nice and say, get thee hence. Get behind me. Hallelujah. Praise God. And faith says, that's it. It's gone. I believe it. It's settled. Hallelujah. Amen. So in the middle of the night, 
while you are going through whatever you're going through, if I were to ask you, you'll tell me this happened, that happened, the other happened. You just remember that you said some things in the night. You stood up in the night and thanked him and praised him that the word is true. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. You spoke words. You used your priestly office and you released words. Hallelujah. And then like Jesus, who is the king of kings, you spoke words again at your problem, at your situation, at your feeling, at your emotions. And he said, verily, verily, I say unto you. Truly, truly, I say unto you. That if you do not doubt in your heart, but believe that what you say coming out of your mouth will come to pass, you will have what you say. Amen. Jesus cannot lie. Jesus tells the truth. Hallelujah. And therefore, I am going to be committed to speaking it. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it seems like. It's working in the roots. It's working in the invisible. It is working where people cannot see. Where it matters, the change is taking place. Otherwise, Jesus is a liar. And if Jesus is a liar, then we can throw the Bible away. Then you and I can just join whoever is out there and destroy nations. Let's go and do it. Let's just go plunder the nations. Go make mincemeat out of them. Take no thought for anybody. Just go vandalize the whole place. Let's go do it. But if Jesus is real and he cannot lie and the Bible is real, then I'm not going in that direction. I'm going to stand for righteousness. I'm going to stand for truth. I'm going to stand for the life of God and the love of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Otherwise, let's go join the gang. Praise God. Why not? It's just because of this book. It's just because of this truth. Amen. So I may look like a soft target, a righteous man, a holy man, a quiet man. You should have met me some 40 years ago. I was not the same. Hallelujah. But Jesus has brought the life of God, the faith of the Son of God to us. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Let's hear Mark 11. 23 in Canada also. Amen. She just rolls like that. That's the way she rolls. She just rolls. You know, praise God. But she gets it done. Amen. That's why people want artificial intelligence. Because they're finding out that when you deal with people, people have problems. People have situations. So let's just go with artificial intelligence. At least if you press the button, it's there. Amen. So they're moving us all into an artificial world. Praise God. They say we don't trust people anymore. People are not who they say they are. And they have, a, they have a good point. But there are some real people at the same time who say something and they mean it. When they say it, they mean it. When they say it, they'll do it. They're actually real. Amen? I'm more real than any machine. Hallelujah. Praise God. Of course, I have my emotions, but I'm more real than any, any machine out there. Praise God. And I'm going to be staying like that. Say amen. If they want, they can keep their machines, but I'm going live. Hallelujah. 
Praise God. Ha ha ha. Galatians 2.20 also in Canada. See, it takes a minute or two. Is a machine. Glory to God. Nana Goskara. Did you notice that word? Instead of. He gave his life for me. Hallelujah. He gave his life instead of me. Nana Goskara. Praise God. You know. I'm listening. I'm listening to Sister Kripa. Amen. Somebody transacted something for me in my place. He took the shot. He took the blame. He took the curse. He took the sin. He took the poverty. He took the sickness. Therefore, I can say, I refuse to take the curse. I refuse to take the sickness. I refuse the poverty. I refuse the curse. Not in my house, not in my life, not in anything that concerns me. In Jesus' name, who paid the price for me, it is legal, it's technical, it's documented, it's real. That's my faith. And then you are challenged by circumstances which are ruled by the God of this world, the Bible says. And he's like, really? Let me see. Do you really believe that? And so we start. And we push against each other by the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Until he says, okay, I'll leave you for a little time. When he tempted Jesus, he tried him. And then the Bible says in the book of Luke that he left him for a certain season. So he will leave you till the next wave. And then he'll come again. And he'll say, this is not like the other wave. (laughs) This is a bigger wave. This is a tsunami wave. And this time, you're not going to escape. And you you look at it and say, Jesus never failed. Jesus never changes. Jesus never lies. And if I defeated you before, because he defeated you, you are under my feet, dust and ashes in Jesus' name. Amen. And lo and behold, two, three weeks later, the next one comes. Amen. So it may be, oh my, whatever. (laughs) Oh oh no, or whatever. (laughs) They'll just keep coming. (laughs) Amen. Because it is their time. These are the last days. The enemy knows that he has a short time. Revelation 12 says, he has a short time, so a slamming heart. He's slamming hard. He's slamming hard. And you and I are the ones who are here. Others have gone away happily. They are watching from the grandstands. (laughs) They're saying, oh, I'm gone, man, but you are still there. Don't quit, don't quit. I'm telling you, heaven is real. The word is real. They're just cheering us on. Hallelujah. Are you getting this? Praise God. Use the faith of the Son of God. It will never change. He cannot lie. I'm telling you, I'm this side of heaven and I'm telling you it's real. Hallelujah. Amen. They can see us. Let's go therefore straight away to Hebrews the 12th chapter. Hebrews the 12th chapter. Look at verse 1. Wherefore seeing we also. Wherefore seeing we also. We also, we 
also. That means he's comparing us with some people. Wherefore, seeing we also, we also, who are the also that we are being compared with? We are being also compared with some others. Who? The 11th chapter. There's a whole gang of people there. They are called the faithful. Amen. It's like a, a list of the faithful people that God decided to mention. And so it starts in Hebrews 11.1 1 by saying, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, by which the elders obtained a good report, etc., etc. And then it says, By faith. This person did this. By faith, that one did that. By faith, the other did that. Did you notice they were all Old Testament people? So they also knew about faith. Maybe they didn't have the definition that you have today, but they understood it was the substance of what God promised. If God promised it, they believed they could hold on to it. If God said there's going to be a flood, there's going to be storm, there's going to be flood, the whole earth is going to be covered by water, even if it has never rained on the earth before, you can be sure it's going to happen. So by faith, Noah, the Bible says, moved by the fear of God, built an ark. It took him about 120 years to do that. Because it was never made before. It was not in the shipyards of Yokohama in Japan or someplace. It was just him and his little gang who first they thought he was crazy. Then little by little his family joined him and they started hewing lumber from the forest and cutting it down and making this huge ship. They had never seen anything like that before. God gave him the exact dimensions and told him to make it like that and eventually he decided to make it. And everybody would pass by and mock and laugh. Look at this guy. It has not even rained on the earth yet. And he's already making a boat. It seems there's a flood coming. (laughs) And so on. Guess what? At the correct day, like God said, boom, the floods began. Hallelujah. From under the earth, on top of the earth, the rains fell. Unstoppable. And because this man obeyed, he and his family, eight people, the Bible says, were saved through water. Praise God. God has not changed. He said it. It's going to happen. Hallelujah. So my cat and your dog and all of those fellows you see in your house and everywhere else came from that time. They were in that actual ark with Noah. (laughs) Their grandfather was in that. Great grandfather. The shepherd of the Alsatians was there. Hallelujah. Way back. And the You know, domestic cat, Indica Domestica. My cat was there. His grand-grand-grandfather was there riding on an ark by a faith person. Say amen, somebody. Notice that the ark took care of animals also. Anything concerning them was taken care of. Say amen. Hallelujah. That's a lovely picture of our salvation in Christ. Hallelujah. Everything concerning you has been notified and taken care of by the blood of the Lamb, by the promise of God. I don't care what happens out there. You have been accounted for. You have been notified in the portals of heaven. Your your name, your family, your kudumam, all has been arranged for. Say amen. And eight people came out of that and they are our forefathers. 
We are from that gang. We are from Noah's house. Who is your great, great, great grandfather? Noah. Even if you feel like saying, Noah. It is yes, sir. You better believe it. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Better believe it. And there were normal people like you and I. The guy came out and he got drunk after that. He planted a vineyard. He got drunk and messed things up. Normal people. But what was the difference? By faith in God's word. That's what makes us different. Other than that, we are natural looking people. We do common things like everybody else. Amen. But guess what? By faith. By faith in God's word and promise, they acted one way. God honored it because God always honors it. Hallelujah. Amen. And then list after list after list. And at some point, Paul just stops and says, Time fails me to speak about Jephthah, you know, and Gideon, and Barak, and all of these people. He says, I can, I can tell you about them, but I have run out of time briefly. And so he leaves the story off there, and he joins us in chapter 12, and says, us, we, we also, say amen. We also, hallelujah. We also, we also, who are we? We are faith people. We are the people who understand this language that he's talking about. We also, we also, we also, we also, seeing, wherefore seeing, we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. These are the witnesses who by faith have gone to that place and joined the cloud. Are you out there? You know, like I said on Wednesday, if you're listening, we're a family. I'm going to be sitting next to Manny forever. Hey, Manny, how you doing, man? That time he won't have, you know, this look. He'll have full head of hair. And I, I won't be gray. Praise God. Sometimes I look at people who have black hair and I think, is that true? Is that real? Do people actually have such black hair? And then I look at my own photos and I say, it's true. My father asked me one time, so you never used dye before? I said, never, ever. I never used dye. Amen. But don't do it because of me. You have a job to go to. They may not like your hairstyle. But me, I report only to him. Amen. And to others who don't mind. Amen. Somebody didn't like it so much. He said, the man in gray. Why don't you dye your hair? Why don't you dye your hair? Why, don't you, why are you the man in gray? He used to ask me that. Well, I'm just the man in gray. You don't have to be the man in gray. But what I'm saying is, at that time, all of us will be approximately 33 years old. Oh, you should see us at 33. We're so cool, we can just float through the air at the speed of thought. We're so cool, we fly through walls, we swim with dolphins. Amen, hallelujah. We go to galaxies. We visit all kinds of other planets and galaxies just by thinking. And we come back in time for dinner and all of us eat together. And it tastes good. And good news is we never use the bathroom. (laughs) Even though we eat, we are not sustained by the food. Hallelujah. We do it simply for the pleasure and the taste of it. Amen. 
Even though we can breathe on others, we are not living by breathing. We are living by the life of God that's on the inside of us. Hallelujah. That's the life that we're talking about. It propels and keeps and upholds everything. Everything is upheld by the word of his power. If he said you're going to have a glorified body, you're going to have a glorified body. If he said that body will be like Jesus' body, he is the first in rank, you are following after, it's going to be just like that. And you're going to enjoy, it's going to be one step into that place, and I'm telling you, you will totally forget this trash. You will totally look at it and say, (laughs) Oh, why was I down there? Only one reason, so that you and I could have some results, or some accolades, or some... Uh, you know, what can I say? Honor, some heaviness, some weight to say, I did something while I was on the earth. You will truly be, actually be spoken highly of. Just like Noah by faith. Just like Abraham by faith. Just like the others by faith. Amen? God is going to recognize you and say, you stood in the corona season. And so, I have to talk about you. You didn't quit when everybody was coughing and when everybody was choking and when everybody had this symptom and that symptom. You continued. Amen. You coughed and all that, but you continued. You rebuked the devil and you continued. You cursed the thing and you continued because you believed my word. Above all those feelings, above all those emotions, you believed me. And I need to talk about you. Amen. We also, say we also. Can you see that? We are just like them. What makes us like them? Of course, we have a natural flesh that makes us like them. But what makes us like them? The faith of this living God. Hallelujah. Let's go back there. Why don't we stand up for a minute and just thank him. Let's just thank him. Just thank him that you are alive. We give you thanks. 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 We praise you, Lord. We praise you for your word. We praise you for your life. We praise you for your spirit. Hallelujah. As a family, we thank you. We're going to be seeing each other forever. We thank you. We bless you that we're going to have glorified bodies. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, that one of these days you're coming to take us home. And we're going to step out of this place. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're going to receive the benefits of what you paid for in the name of Jesus. We want to thank you that your word has not changed. Your word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. It is true, Lord. It is settled. It is written. Forever settled. Hallelujah. Whatever you spoke, oh Lord, is coming to pass. It's guaranteed. Truly, 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 verily, verily, it's coming to pass. Hallelujah. We give you thanks because of who you are. We give you thanks because of your word. We give you thanks because of your life. We give you thanks because of your faith. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for another day. Thank you for another chance. Thank you for another week. Thank you for another day. Hallelujah. Thank you for another opportunity to put your word to work. Ha ha ha. We give you thanks. 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 Hallelujah. 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 We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father.
Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, we give you thanks. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Like I said, we are on our own timetable. Amen. We're not worried. Glory to God. Look at verse 15 of Hebrews 13 with me, please. You don't mind staying here till evening, right? Hey, the curfew is, I think, from 10. 6 is not bad. We can be here till 6. You're living by word of God, not just bread alone. Hallelujah. And if we get hungry, we'll just order up some swiggy. Hallelujah. Or some dunzo. Amen. And just eat it up and continue. Say amen. Amen. That's life. Amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) We literally used to do things like just go to Mecca Cafe, waste the whole offering there, and just laugh and rejoice till evening. Isn't it? Praise God. That was interesting. Kind of fun. Hebrews 13. Observe verse 15. By him therefore. (laughs) So you know we were not just living by offering. Isn't it? We were living by faith and we're still living by faith. We're living by the word of God. Hallelujah. That God said it like this so it will be. Amen. What mandatarams are you doing? That's right. God said you can do it like this and it will be. Hallelujah. So you could take the whole offering and just pass it off and say hallelujah. God will take care. And he would. And that's why we're still here. Because we have pulled these kind of stunts again and again and again. Hallelujah. (laughs) Yes, that's why we're still here. And that's why we're still smiling when nobody else wants to crack their lips. Because of the weather, you know, out there. (laughs) But we are just... (laughs) Not that we don't feel it. We feel the need for chapstick. We feel the need for sugarcane juice with a little drop of lime and all that. But because Jesus said so, we just continue. Without the lime and the sugarcane. (laughs) Till the right day when it's not just the guy rolling by the road, but you see a nice one and then you drink it. Say amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So it's been a while since I drank that. The last time was Joe. Mr. Joe came with a bottle of it. And I said, oh, nice one. Amen. Praise God. But you can go drink straight from the windy guy by the road and the tool and the whatever else they sell. You know, just glug away if you like. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hebrews thirteen fifteen. By him, therefore. See, what gives you permission? Him. Why, why can you do such things? By him. By him, therefore, let us, us, the family again. See, like I said, I'll be sitting next to Brother Manny. Man, can you imagine we were in that RW blah, blah, RH this and that. And we just laugh. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm glad we believe God. We were in that. I'll be looking at uh, <laughs> Vivek and, you know, and Deepti and saying, shoot, you remember that? We were all the way to Chikugubi, man. And we'll just look at each other. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad we went. Amen. You want to go to Chikugubi? No, I don't want to go to Chikugubi. <laughs> we won't, even if they begged us, we won't want to come back. Amen. Hallelujah. So Jesus brings us back. After the whole thing has been cleared and all that are left are people who want to enjoy New Jerusalem. Where Jesus is sitting on the throne. He's saying, you guys, after this, I'll take you home. Then I'll bring you back to a complete different setting. 
we're the last, we're the last gang. Hallelujah. See, because of that pressure of being the last gang, I want to know the Bible. I don't want to get there and find out, Mutale, you didn't know this. You were there with the book. You did not understand this. I don't want to be like, I want to be like, I was there, I saw it, I understood it, I enjoyed it. Are you getting this? I'm not going to be the mutal. I'm the guy that enjoyed it. That, you know, experienced that anupoeche. You know, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it properly, but you know, praise God. Hallelujah. By him, therefore, let us, the family, amen. Don't forget it. All this thing that we are doing, everything is going to be open nicely in front of each other. Huh? Brother Anandraj will be my brother forever. You know, Joey will be my brother forever. Isabel will be my sister forever. What? Forever? Can you imagine that? Hallelujah. And Stalin will be my brother forever. Amen. Even if he is not a communist, he'll be my brother forever. Hallelujah. Amen. What's in the name? The name of Jesus changed it all. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Amen. He gives us permission and he sees it as a sacrifice. He knows it's not easy to say, praise the Lord, when your heart is being choked. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. I know that. I read the papers. I see the news. I know what's going on. People say that they're going through chokings. Their heart is running. I don't know if anybody else is feeling it, but to say praise the Lord in the midst of all that is quite crazy. Praise the Lord. Trains are running down your nose. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Praise the Lord. (laughs) Praise the Lord. It's a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. Amen. And nobody can tell you to adjust the tune there. Praise the Lord. Whatever tune comes out, as long as it's praise the Lord... Amen. It is required by him as a sacrifice of praise. It's a sacrifice to say those words. To thank him. To praise him. To believe the word rather than what you're feeling. It's a sacrifice. The sacrifice of praise by him. You are permitted to offer a sacrifice of praise. The fruit of our lips. Giving thanks to his name continually. So you may be just sleeping and going, praise the Lord, I'm here. Praise the Lord, I'm free. Praise the Lord. I'm healed. Praise the Lord, the devil is under my feet. That third wave has been trashed by the tsunami of God's word. 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock, whenever. It's a sacrifice of praise and God is noticing what you said. This is what he said. This is what he said. It's being recorded in the annals of heaven. In the records of heaven. It's being noted and it's written next to your name to give you rewards. Hallelujah. The fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. Hallelujah. That's why we stood up just now and we just thanked him and praised him. Because God says it's time to collect baskets. Heaven is just collecting, collecting. Bring it, bring it. Guys, bring it, bring it. All the angels are busy gathering stuff. They don't get the money actually. We get the money. And others that we share it with. Are you getting it? What do they get? This is what they get. They get the thanks. They get the praise. They get the faith. 
that you are acting on. That's what they are collecting. He, re- he wrote it plainly. Look at it. Go with me to uh, Hebrews 7 verse 8. The mystery must be cracked. What do you do about this? Here's the mystery. Here's the cracking of the mystery. Verse 8. Here men that die receive tithes. But there he receives them of whom it is witnessed that he lives. Hallelujah. Here mortal men are receiving the tithe. But there he is receiving. Can you see that? What is he actually receiving? Thank you Lord. It was because of you I can do this. Thank you, Lord. Because of your word and because of your faithfulness, I can offer this. That's what he's receiving. It's not that he, saw, he got, of course he can see, the widow gave two mites and that was more than anybody else. He saw that. Can you see that? Praise God. And he saw the person who was able to give $10,000, but it was different from the widow because he had plenty The widow had very little. Of course, both are valuable, but one is more valuable than the other. In God's eyes, in our eyes as men, the $10,000 one is more valuable. Because we're going to have it. Say amen. But in God's eyes, the two mites from the widow that she squeezed. God says, this is precious, just write it down. Are you getting this? Aren't you glad that God sees these things? Aren't you glad that we have a God who knows the pakka records of things? He sees our faith. He sees our giving. He sees our praise. He sees the sacrifice that is involved. Say amen. Thank you, Jesus. Here, men that die receive. But there, he receives them of whom it is witnessed that he lives. He ever lives. Let's hear that in the Amplified and then hear it from Sister Krupa. Glory to God. I'm going to, you know, uh, I'm taking you down a little trip. I hope you don't mind. Anybody have a problem there? Everybody said amen. <laughs> there you go. Furthermore, here in the Levitical priesthood, tithes are received by men who are subject to death. Amen. Subject to death. In other words, they'll eat it, it'll go, praise God. And then they'll say, I don't know, isn't it? But he knows. Praise God. So if you think about how many tithes that I enjoyed from the day that I began ministry. Of course, plenty. But I I don't know. I'm here. God has the record. Aren't you glad God has the record? Amen. Once in a while, my wife would dig something from my stuff and see one note or something. And there may be something written there. Praise God. Some envelope, some old envelope from so and so. And we look at it and say, wow, God's faithful. You remember that day? Remember that time? Hallelujah. God looks at it more preciously. Say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Aren't you glad that we have God who sees everything? Here men that die or who are subject to death, mortality, that means nothing permanent, temporary, everything is temporary. They're here, then they're gone. Amen. Suppose you had given to John Osteen back in the days when he was here. And then suddenly, where's John Osteen? He's in heaven. 
I'm glad I was able to give. Right? Isn't it? You're able to give to Brother Dinakaran. I'm glad I was able to give to Brother. He's gone to heaven. But God saw the records. Hallelujah. You can't go up to, to him and say, you know, this and that. He'll say, I don't know. I gave it to God. God saw it. Aren't you glad? Amen. Hmm. There was one time I was looking for, how can I bless this man of God? How can I bless this man of God? How can I bless this man of God? You are not able to change rupees into dollars and give them. But their ministry blessed you so much. Somehow I managed to get $50. Those were the days when it was impossible to do such things. India has changed a lot. They're still tight on these kind of things. How many of you know they're still tight? So I managed to transfer $50. And he said, thank you, Mr. Varghese. Da, 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 da. Uh, I have given it to the ministry. And I was thinking he should have it. Like, what will I do with your $50? But he put it into the ministry. He didn't say that. But in my eyes, it was very precious. Amen? Are you out there? And I'm glad I was able to do that because he's in heaven now. When he was about 87, he checked out. I was able to pass off $50 to him. Wow, that's cool. Here, men that die who are subject to death, they receive. In the case of Melchizedek, they receive by one of whom it was testified that he lives perpetually. Notice, two priesthoods are being compared. The perpetual priesthood of Melchizedek and the Levitical priesthood of Moses. Amen. The law had its own priesthood. It was temporary. But there was an eternal priesthood where the accounts are forever and Jesus is from that eternal priesthood, the order of Melchizedek. Because he has an eternal life. Amen. So when he talked about Melchizedek, They were scratching their head. Which priest is that? He said, you remember when Abraham came back from the slaughter and the battle against five kings, when he rescued Lot, his cousin, there was one person who came with communion elements, bread and wine. Remember him? He was the king and the prince of Salem. You remember him? That man was Melchizedek, also known as the king of righteousness. You remember him? They said, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh From that order where there was no previous person in priesthood according to the law, because it was before the law, Abraham was before the law, this man took the communion, gave it to them, received the tithes, the Bible says in the seventh chapter of Hebrews, he tithes to Melchizedek. Praise God. And so, you and I today, because of Jesus and that order, we have an eternal offering going up before God. Say amen. God remembers your tithe. He can tell you exactly what happened that day when you gave it. (laughs) Nobody will remember like that. He'll tell you, this is what happened. This is what happened. In fact, he'll just play in front of your eyes. You'll be like, (laughs) we're going to see everything open. The offering you gave, the tithe I gave, the offering I gave, the offering you didn't give, the offering that we kept back, whatever. It will all be open. We look at it and say, Brother, <laughs> and we'll go happily down the golden streets as a family forever. Say amen, somebody. It's going to be open. Compassed about by so great a cloud of witnesses. I believe they're seeing the stuff right now, even. 
they sing it open right now. They sing our faith. Say amen. I don't want to scare anybody else. They sing our faith. But what is faith? Acting on the promises of God. Hallelujah. Alright. So I'm, I'm opening up some things. Uh, according to the word. To what you can not see with your natural eyes. There is a priest. From a different order. Who has a perpetual life. Who has taken account of everything that has happened. Say amen. And he saw the sacrifice of praise. In the middle of the circumstances. He saw the sacrifice that you gave. Say amen. So when he, whenever you stand to give. Or to offer. Or to take communion. Or to do anything. Do it as though he is watching you right now. That you are going to be standing next to each other. Soon. Hallelujah. Amen. So you know. I like stories of people who have gone into the, to the afterlife. I like them a lot. <laughs> In fact, the first book I read after I got saved was the account of something like that. I read it many times. And that person, eventually I heard something bad happened to him and he was not so on the level and all that. I'm not mentioning his name. But it, it hurt me a lot, you know. However, I've heard other accounts also from people who have gone to heaven and come back. And they are, they're kind of very similar. Amen. And I like that. I like that similarity. Praise God. And among those stories that I heard, it must be based on biblical truth always. Among those stories I heard, there was one story where this man is walking on the streets and uh, there's one particular alley that is mentioned, the the, the, the street of the prophets. All the prophets stayed on that road in heaven. Okay? So if you want to meet the prophets, go to such and such road. And so he got there, and guess who he met? Jonah. Jonah, and Jonah is famous for what? For being inside a whale's belly. So he asked Jonah, Jonah, tell me, was that a whale or some fish? Because the Bible says it was a large fish. And the the, the man said that Jonah's face just became angry and sad at the same time. And said, that doesn't matter, I was in disobedience. Whether the fish was this or that is not the point. I was not obeying God. See that? We are bothered about the fish. He's bothered about being in obedience. Why? Because he's in a place where he can see what is really important. What matters is, did you act on what God said? That's what matters. So, Jonah, me, you, all of us, regular folks... (laughs) We may need some fish to swallow us up also. Put some gastric juice before we obey. But in the end we will say, thank God I obey. Amen. I know that that was not too cool. Isn't it? But it's true. It's in the Bible. Do you believe that fishes can swallow people and they won't die? I believe. In case you are in the deep sea and your ship is going down, I believe it won't go in Jesus' name. You can believe God for a big fish to swallow you like Jonah and say, Lord, you did it for Jonah. You can do it for me. Hallelujah. And they can just, one guy will just come. And suddenly you notice that there are no lights inside there. And there's no engines. You just hear, whoa. Whoa, whoa. And after some hours, 
and you land on this beach. And you say, whoa. If you go and tell somebody about that, they will tell you you're lying. Have you noticed that? You know what Jesus said? He spoke about the man who died and went to hell. Remember? He had five brothers, it seems. Amen. I think it was Luke 15 or 16. And he said, please go tell my brothers that you came to this place, that you saw everything. Please tell them they will believe you. He said, if they don't believe Moses and the word of God, neither will they believe if somebody came back from the dead. If they don't believe Moses and the word, they won't believe. They won't believe even if you said, I was swallowed by a whale and I was cast upon this Sri Lankan island next to Trincomalee and then I took a bus and jumped on a train and finally I appeared in Trivandrum. They say, Pwada! Inaku vattada! Nii chubma pareva! Nii edandu kudichitu andura! Nii edandu valichu valyo! Pareda! Something like that. But if you tell them that you were actually swallowed by a whale and you showed up finally in Trivandrum, in Partipara and all of that, they'll say, you're a joker. That's how it is. So it sounds like there is a possibility that no mind can appreciate, but God believes, and I believe, and you believe. Say amen. So don't be scared. Tom Hanks survived. You will survive. You'll survive even better. Hallelujah. (laughs) If you're... If you're cast away somewhere. Hallelujah. Amen. Alright, let's go back to Hebrews again. Did I say something else? Did I quote any other verse? Shall we hear Sister Kripa on 7-8 please? Amen. Let's also hear Luke 16-31. This is very powerful. Jesus said this. Praise the Lord. Amen. Are you getting this? So even if you came from the deathbed, praise God, and you you just go around saying, you know, I was dead, uh, I had this and that, they'll just say, These guys, you know, all these hallelujah people, they're kind of crazy. Meanwhile, it was real. You saw hell, you saw heaven, you saw everything. You came back. Why? They can't believe Moses. They can't believe the word of God. They cannot believe anything. But you and I are believers. We are so, sometimes we're so dumb and daft because we believe everything. If a guy comes back and says, I was translated, I was transported, I went here and there. We'll say, yeah, yeah, give me an offering. Sure, take. Don't we believe like that? Yes, we are believers. What to do? Say amen. <laughs> yeah, but praise God. <laughs> you use your thinking also. Now, let's jump along and get a little serious. <laughs> All this time we were not that serious. So now comes the serious part. You know, you have to know that it is real. It is true. For that, you need some facts that are serious. Amen? This, we're not playing games here, man. This is real. You know, something like that. 
it jerks you up so that when you're going through the problems, you'll remember that very serious thing. I settled it that day from the word and therefore everything is settled. Amen. So look at Hebrews, the 10th chapter. Look at verse 4. It is not possible. It is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. Settle your mind there. It is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. It is not possible. It is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. It's just not possible. Then why did they do it? Why did he say bring this, kill that, bring this, bring the other? Why? And they did it for years. Hallelujah. It is not possible. Notice that. Some things are just not possible. It's not possible to offer any other kind of blood sacrifice. It's just not possible that that can take away your sins. It cannot. Hallelujah. Amen. Did you notice that? It's just not possible. Keep that in mind. Now, go with me to Romans. Romans, the fourth chapter. See, it's getting serious. Isn't it getting serious? But I want to bring this. No, 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 it's not possible. I want to bring that. It's just not possible. Can I bring the matanya? No, it's not possible. What about this one? Kundam. No, kundam won't work. It's not possible. You need to know what works and what, what is possible. Say amen. Kotaram. That will not work either. Praise God. It's not possible for the blood of any other animal to take away sins. But they were doing it for donkey years. It's not possible. So who gave them the authority? How was, how was it happening? Amen. Why was it there? Let's go to Romans 4. Because you, you have to be a believer that knows your onions also. Your onion chime. Amen. Once they start asking you a little deep, you just go, the uh, pastor said this. My pastor said, you know, my pastor said, who is your pastor? Uh, he came from Africa. Huh? That's all you know. He came from Africa. You need to be able to say, Romans said this. Hebrews said that. Then they say, scritchy scritch. Even the Bible are younger talk. The guy knows the Bible. Whatever it is, he knows the Bible. You know your onions. Your onion chime. Hallelujah. So don't go say, Pastor said this, Pastor said that, please. Say, Bible said. Hebrews said. Give me a Bible, I'll show you. Like that it should be. Then they get scratchy. Why are you doing all that? To prove that you have an excuse to praise God in the middle of all the mess that's happening. How can you do that and not go to hospital? Why are you acting like a fool? Because Bible said, because God said, not Pater said, Pater said. That's not a time to talk about butter, this and that. That's the time to know what you really believe. Otherwise, even if you came back from the dead, they won't believe you. So you better know what you believe. You see, it's getting serious. Isn't it getting serious? Who's butter, by the way, from Tirola? Who's he? What did he do? He has nothing. He has nobody. You should just say, Bible said. Bible said. Say amen. Amen. Bible said. God said. 
It's not impossible to take away sin by any other sacrifice. No matanya, nothing. Then why were they doing it? In case they ask you, then why were they doing it? Then you go, ah, uh, you can watch the program. It's there on the YouTube also. Then you go and check it. It's wiped out. Then what will you do? You have to have a ready reply, right? That's why we come to this kind of church. Because they'll show you the matanya and the ingenuity of that thing. How it works. Amen? Everybody has a Bible. Just show them. Romans 4. Notice. I'm going to start from verse 1. What shall we say then that Abraham our father as pertaining to the flesh has found? Nice little story. For if Abraham were justified by works, he has whereof to glory, but not before God. See, very poetic. Suddenly everything changed into poetry and at the same time it is strong stuff. Verse 3. For what says the scripture? What says the scripture? What does the Bible say? What did Abraham find? What does the Bible say? It's the question. What said the scripture? Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. That's what the scripture said. Not that Abraham brought some cows and some calves and all that. Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Abraham believed God before the law. 430 years before the law. Abraham simply said, well, if you're almighty God and you said it, what makes you God is that you cannot lie. If you said it, I believe it. And God said, whoa, finish. Me and this guy were tight. He loves to be believed. People come back from the dead, they don't believe them. Meanwhile, heaven is real, hell is real, everything is real. The word is final authority, but they don't believe. Ah, chumara, ah, God gave you this, God gave you that. You're living like that. Huh? You're paying your credit card like that. How is it happening, by the way? Huh? Come on, you're doing something funny. No, God said. Scripture said. Not any other thing. The Bible. That's our reference. That was the reference for Abraham. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, they can ask you, what about you, brother? You said uh, that you're not taking any medication anymore. You're just reading Psalm 91 and you're, you're healed. Right? And you will say, yeah, who told you all that? What are, no, Psalm 91 said. Correct? They can ask you also the same thing. How come you're not doing, you can't say butter this, butter that. This is the time where you say, Psalm 91, I heard it and I believed it. I spoke it and guess what? I'm free from that medication. Are you getting what I'm saying here? Let God take the glory. Say amen. Let the scripture get the glory. Say amen. It's the scripture. I'm only here to open the scripture. Say amen. For what says the scripture? Abraham believed God. It was counted to him for righteousness. So Abraham is mentioned. Verse 4. Now to him that works is the reward not reckoned of grace but of debt. Argument. He's a lawyer. Two degree lawyer. He's a hot guy. Suddenly the lawyer argument comes. If somebody has to work for something, then it is not a gift. He is owed. He brings in that process, you know. And so, if you have to work for it, then it is because of your credit you are owed it. That's what he's saying. But Abraham didn't work for it. 
Abraham simply believed. You believe that? You can believe and things will happen? God sees it as credit? Yes. Understand that. God sees it as credit if you just believe him. With all the work that you do, this guy can get the credit without doing anything except believing God. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Hallelujah. Amen. Because God sees it as a currency. He sees it as a a medication. He sees it as a certificate that you are guaranteed that you can use it. And it will work. Say amen. What does the scripture say? That's the highest level of authority. What does the scripture say? In other words, what did God say about the matter? It's impossible to use any other way, is what he's saying. Not the blood of bulls or goats. To be right before God, you have to believe God. Say amen. (gasps) He said, not to be reckoned of grace, but of debt. So we are bringing in something called grace, because this is Grace Chapel. Not Grace Chapel, Grace Chapel. What does that mean? It means you didn't work for it, but it was given to you, but somebody paid for it. Some, it costs somebody something to give it to you free. Ah, it did not come free to you because, you know, nobody gave it properly. It was given, accounted, paka, in the books of heaven, it was done. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why you can sin 490 times a day and God will still forgive you. So if you just say, I'm sorry, he'll just forgive you? Huh? They used to ask me that question. I do the same thing and say, I'm sorry, he'll forgive you? Yes. He said, you must forgive another person 490 times in one day. Won't God forgive you at least 500 times? If you do the same thing every single minute of the day, how many times will you get it? You have to check that out. Those of you who know mathematics. I think um, Brother Ashi is a mathematician. He, he knows the figures. I mean, and even Vivek looks like a very hot mathematics guy and all of that. And, and you know, not me. Notice the hand passed like this. 490 times in a day. 24 hours divided by 490 or 500. Just put one Jody there. 500. Hallelujah. Let's not do the math. It just seems to me like by the time you do something 10 times in one day, you yourself will get fed up. Forgive me, Lord. I'm sorry, I messed up. Forgive me, Lord. I'm sorry, I messed up. Two hours later, forgive me, Lord. I'm sorry. Five hours later, forgive me, Lord. I messed up. That's five times, six times, seven times. 400 times, where is that? Can you see the the level of the mercy that's available from the blood of Jesus? That's why I can say God will forgive you. God will forget it. He said it. Nobody compares to this, right? All right, let's keep going. What does this have to do? It's grace. It's mercy. Hallelujah. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifies the ungodly. He doesn't justify the godly. He justifies the ungodly. Justifies ungodly. He says, 
they are just as if they did nothing wrong. As long as they believe me, I look at them and say, they are justified. This is where the license comes from. To walk around, strut around and feel cool, even though you are just one guy like anybody else. You just walk around like a king and a priest. And you say, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yesterday I saw him. But today he's saying hallelujah. It's him. Praise the Lord. Will God receive that? Of course. Of course God will receive it. Who am I? I'm just reading the Bible. Hallelujah is counted for righteousness. Then he brings up the next case, verse 6, even as David. Who's David? Ah. By now you know Paul Yongicho changed his name from Paul to David because he was in the eyes of the people so perfect. They were worshipping him it seems. So he changed his name from Paul to David. At least we know David had some serious problems. How many of you know David had some serious problems? But how many of you know that Jesus is from the seed of David? From the family of David. Why? Because there was something about him. It was faith. David saw Jesus before Jesus came to the earth and said, The Lord is my shepherd. Why did he say, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand. Jesus asked the question to the Pharisees, Why did David say, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at the right hand. Who is this? In other words, David saw who the Lord was. The Lord Jesus, the Father, he saw it all. He understood it. Say amen. That the Lord is my shepherd. He's my shepherd. That means I'm his sheep. There's nothing you can do about it. I'm his sheep. I may go stray here and there, but I'm still his sheep. Say amen. The Lord is my shepherd. Is my shepherd. I shall not want or lack. I cannot lack. If the Lord is my shepherd, I'm done. Hallelujah. See, David also described the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputed righteousness without works. David looked at it and said, this God is too much. Without doing anything good, he makes you righteous. He said, this is a blessed state. David understood the blessed state of a person who sees beyond the cows and the bulls. Because David was born during the time of cows and bulls. Mosaic law. Abraham was before Mosaic law. So we have a person before the law and a person in the law looking at what we have received today. And they are both looking at the same person who counts the ungodly as righteous. Who's that? Only Jesus. Why? Because he paid the price. He came like us as the son of man and the son of God. Settled the cost and now he said, anybody who believes in me, bang, they're righteous. They don't have to do a single thing. They just believe, pow, they're righteous. David said, that's a blessed condition. Amen. Abraham looked at it and said, I'm blessed by believing, just believing. I didn't do anything. Circumcision was later. Offering everything was later. What I believed settled my righteousness with God. (laughs) Are you out there today? Amen. You can rest on these things. See, this is your anchor. This is your resting place. At least I know I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Okay, 500 times I did it, but God forgave me. 
How do you know he forgave you? He said at least 490 times, one man must forgive another man. Man, they get tired after 10, they'll say, Poda, I forgave you, go. 490 times in one day, if you compare the two accounts, that's a lot. God can forgive you and God has forgiven and God forgets. If you have confessed it, if you have told him about it, then why should I confess? Aha! Coming shortly. You know we can end at 6 o'clock. I mean, easy. This is the guy that comes to you with no notes. Did you know that I come with no notes sometimes? This is one of those days. Zero notes, just a going. No, I have some notes. But once in a while, I digress. I go here and there. Where are your notes? (laughs) You want to know? I'll show you. But I need some camera to show you, you know. It's on the thing that says notes. <laughs> In my Apple phone. It says notes, right? That's where it is. Just a small verses of scripture, a little comment. That's the note. The rest is just years and years and years of reading it and praying and reading it and praying and reading it and praying. Of course, you must read good books also by people who have some brain, not some nutcase Weirdos that talk about all the curses that come because of the serpent and the python demon. That's not the kind of book you should be reading. My brother, throw that in the fire. Quick. I don't care if he fasts 365 days a year. Burn that book. Because you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Look at the message of the Bible. Did you see anything about python demon and all? Did you see anything there? What's wrong with these people? They're not enjoying that freedom that God just gives it to you like that. We should make it hard. Talk about python demon. This demon, the other demon. Demon here, demon there. Everywhere a demon. No. Shut up, dummy. It's not like that. God didn't talk like that. God gave the devil a little space here and there. That was all. And he said, hush, get the hands. Get behind me. Finish. And he said, in my name, you do the same. Why? You're the very righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And you may have never brought a cow or a bull to the altar, but you believe what I said, and that's it. What a priesthood we are sharing in. Amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) I'm enjoying myself. Are you enjoying yourself? You must enjoy yourself. What is the one thing you really like above everything else? Preaching and teaching the word of God. That's my place. Number two, my dear wife. Number three, flying. I like flying. Oh, but one of these days, I will just fly like that. Like Superman. Without a cape. (laughs) Amen. And no wearing, you know, underwear outside. He won't even need those things. Say amen. Even as David also, verse 6, describeth the righteousness or the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputed righteousness without works. Notice the word imputed. It means put in your account. Amen? It is put in your account. Everything is put in your account. Imagine if you had a son and you are super rich. I mean, Sultan of Brunei, he polishes your shoes. That level. 
he just comes and falls at your feet and says, can I please polish your shoe today? He comes all the way from Brunei just to polish your shoe. Imagine you have that kind of wealth. And this guy doesn't know how many cars he has. He has gold, you know, bathrooms. Bathrooms are just gold, where you flush things down, all gold. Praise God. And he comes and washes your feet. Imagine you're that rich and you have one son. He gets born into your family. What will you do? You will write everything in his name, isn't it? Of course, that's my boy. Guess what? The one who created and owns heaven and earth, the whole universe, became your daddy. Daddy. When you get born into his kingdom, born again, guess what? He transfers everything to you. Every single thing. Ephesians 1.3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. In Christ. Why? Because that's the safest place to put it. The robbers cannot get it. Otherwise they would have cleared it by now. If they could have collected that money, they would have emptied the banks of heaven. But because it's in the spirit realm, even if you tell them I came back from the dead, they will laugh at you. (laughs) But it's real, just like hell. Just like the guy who came back and said, I have five brothers. The dough is real. It's real. The stuff is real. It's as real as ever. In fact, more real. Amen. But does it make you walk like the sultan of Brunei washes your feet? Is the question. Oh, will you just uh, salary bandilla in Martini? Or will you say, what salary? I'll pay those guys. See what I'm talking about? Namakido Nubaijaro. Let's read this, please, in Canada. Namma Kartanada Yesu Kristana Devaru Tandeu Agiruvata Niges Totra, Atanu Paraloka Dalina Sakala Atmiya Ashirvada Galanu Namage Kristanali Anugrahisidane. Atmiya Ashirvada. Somebody will say, please don't leave it in Atmiya, bring it to the Nanma down here, let me see it. Why did you put it in Atmiya? Because the currency is Bitcoin. No. The currency is UPI. No. The currency is faith in the name of Jesus. That's what brings the thing. You must be a believer. You use the currency, I use the currency. We are equal to draw from that. Can you see that? All the children have to be the same, right? All must be the same, isn't it? Every son must have the same right, isn't it? If he loves each one of us as much as he loves Jesus, then everything must be equal, right? Yes. How much do you believe it? That's how much you collect. One, one son says, I really believe it. Okay, collect. The other one says, I really don't believe. Okay, collect what you can. Are you seeing that? So what happens is, when you are put in a church, hmm, I have to bring that up. We have four minutes. When you are put in a church, the Bible says you should be planted in the house of God. What do you plant? 
What do you plant? You plant seeds. If you look at a seed, you don't know really what kind of seed it is. You know, you just get, somebody left some seeds, you know, they move from your house. Huh? Imagine. And you came in there and you saw some seeds, like all nicely packed. And, and then it says something that if you plant it, it grows gold, it seems. You will, quiet, <laughs> you will quietly not tell anybody, isn't it? But how do you know that it's true? Plant it, yar. When it starts to come, when it comes out, then you will know. Are you just joking? You get what I'm saying? So the Bible says, they that are planted in the house of the Lord, that means the, the house of the Lord is the ground where these seeds are planted. And when they are allowed to grow, then you will know what kind of tree or plant it is. Until then, you won't know. Everybody is in seed form. Everybody looks like that. Just great. Then you plant them. Then you see. Uh-huh. In the house. That's where you will see the growth. Now, if you are planted in a certain ground. Suppose you decide, I don't like this ground. Well. You can just be checking various grounds. My brother, my sister, wherever you go, there will be some problem with the ground. If you are looking for the perfect church, there is no such church. There will be David and Jonah even there. Even David can be in the church. Are you getting what I'm saying here? You just need to know, is that the ground that I'm supposed to be planted And then you just enter there. And guess what? There will be all these challenges. Imagine this fellow, for instance, this guy. This is one guy. Okay? He was planted in this church. He's a GC guy. And then we waited for some time. We looked at him. "Uh Uh-huh. I don't know. He has no fruit. He's just some dude. But before he could have been hiding, nobody would have known. Right? After some time, you know, we began to challenge, where are your fruit? You, you are the guy with no fruit. Look at this fellow. Yeah, 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 fellow. What do you do? I'm living. And then he just decides to go to Jaguajanga, Jaguajanga Church. Then he reaches there. And then after some time, they look at him and say, you don't have any fruit. Oh. <laughs> you look around, wipe your tears, and you go to Jingalajanga, Jangalajanga Church. What happens eventually to that fellow? At some point, he'll say, I'm a gone case. And one day, he'll just go, ah! Suicide. Amen? So, if you know anything about growing plants, which I happen to know, I'm the great horticulturist. No, I just know it from instruction. Whatever wind and challenges of weather and everything that come, what happens to the plant is it's supposed to dig inside more. To stand there. So that after five years when you come, I say, this guy is still here. Why? Because instead of looking up here, he began to look down. Deeper and deeper and deeper into the ground and pillar of truth. He didn't look outside. It dug into the pillar and ground of truth, which is the house of God. 
So when these things are happening, don't be looking here and get all bugged. Look inside and dive inside. Which word do I need for this? Which word do I need for that? Which word do I need for the other? And then when people come and think that you're not there, you're still there. In fact, you say, hello, how you doing? You thought I was gone? I'm still here. Are you getting what I'm saying here? You won't know what you have until you are planted properly in the house of God. We won't even know what you are. But when you stand there and dig inside, then the things begin to show up and you say, oh, not bad, man, this guy, he's a special dude. But if you just pack up and go, pack up and go, we will never know what was really inside you. It was never forced to come out. The forces that apply here and there on you, those pressures are actually going to make you dig further into God and draw from there by your roots and show what you got from the spirit realm, from the unseen realm, isn't it? So don't treat it as a chance to pack up and go. Treat it as a chance to say, there must be something stronger than all of this and go down. And go down until you mine it out and show it. Then they say, Kolala, not bad, man. This guy, he proved it. Are you getting this? Let's look at 1 Timothy 3. Who are the blessed people? You and I. You know what? Our time is up. But I told you, 6 o'clock. You know, this is what we, we can do. How many of you know that? We used to do this. Easy, easy to 3 p.m., easy. You remember? 3 o'clock, pastor, I'll say, okay, let's close. Easy, we'll just be going. And then you get stuffed with it nicely. Amen? And then you stand, no matter what. Oh, glory to God. Let's go to First, uh, First Timothy 3 and then come back to Romans and close. You know, there's too much electronic media there, so we can't disturb people too much. Look at verse 15. But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of truth. The pillar and ground of truth, that is the church. That's the ground where those seeds are put. And the diet, steady, strong diet of truth makes the thing show up. Then you say, uh-huh, I came, when I met you, you were just a seed. But look at you, man. You're so full of fruit. Amen? So the pastor has a tough time, I know, but he must tell them slowly, please don't re-pot. Stay there. Stay there some more. Dig in some more. Get some more truth. You will see, your life will just bloom. Your life will just shine. Don't chop it off right now. That place is not any better. Go and see if you like. After making some chuckers, they will find out what he said is true, but they'll be so uh, hurt that they won't come back and say, Pastor, it's true what you said. Can I come back? That is too much. I've not seen many people who will go around after the chucker and say, Pastor, what you said is true. Can I sit down here? That takes a lot of special mercy and humility. But most of them will just say, all are the same. Just, I'm not really too bothered. I just go there on Sunday. I come back and say, yeah. That's what it ends up with. 
But it doesn't have to be like that. It can be, let's do this thing properly, man. Corona, Kirana, next one. Piranha, what else? Shark, what else? Octopus, yeah, what next? <laughs> Amen? Coffee, kiffy, what? What else? Bring it on. And prove to them that the word never changes. God cannot lie. It is settled. I am rich in the spirit. You are rich in the spirit. You are healed in the spirit. It has already happened. You're blessed already with everything. Now you just have to act like it's true. And, and like David said, whoa, I'm blessed. Like Abraham, whoa, I'm blessed. I'm righteous. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody had to pay for it. And it was not a bull and it was not a cow. It was the Lamb of God. It was the Lamb of God. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First Timothy chapter 2. Maybe we can hear this in Kannada. First Timothy 315. Yeah. Praise God. Let's read another. First Timothy 2 verse 5. There is one God, one mediator between God and men. The man Christ Jesus who gave his life or himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. There's only one. One ransom had to be paid. Ransom, where does that come from? Ransom comes from uh, terrorists. Kidnap. Oh, to use such language means some terrorism has happened. Yes. We have been grabbed by the master terrorist. His name is Satan. And he said, I need the ransom. Who's the ransom? I want Jesus himself to come. I want his blood. Otherwise, I won't let them go. Jesus said, I'll come. I'm coming. I'm going to take you to hell, my home. You must suffer there nicely. Yes, I'll come. But when they found out he did nothing wrong, how was it proven? The fact that he rose up. If he did not rise up, we know he has sinned somewhere. In his deep thought, somewhere he has sinned. But because he rose, we know he was pure. He committed no sin of his own. And therefore he rose. Hell could not hold him. Satan could not hold him. Death could not hold him. He rose again. He rose and is alive forever. That life, that life could not be held down there. Because it had no sin. Forever. I'm alive forevermore. He said I was dead. I'm alive. And I'm alive forevermore. And I have the keys of hell and of death. Revelation 1.18 I have the keys of hell and of death. I'm alive forevermore. And he is that person that we say, yes, you are worthy. That's why we preach in his name. We talk in his name, in the name of Jesus. He gives us the permission. It is him. And we rejoice and we give him thanks. The Bible declares, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. You became a child of God. You are in the house of God. Amen. You have been given the same inheritance as Jesus himself. You sign, it will come to pass. How do you sign? Use your mouth. Open up your mouth and say, thank you Lord, it's mine. 
in the morning, in the evening, whenever. When it feels like, when it doesn't feel like, you just keep saying it. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's the truth. That's the truth. That's the truth. So did we answer the question? Not yet. What was the question? Then why did they do it? If the blood of goats and bulls was not removing sin, then why did they bring it? And the answer is to prove. Simply to prove that you cannot be saved and cleansed by blood of goat and ram and so forth. Let's read that also and shut. When will you shut up? This guy doesn't shut up. Why should I shut up? If I shut up, we are all finished. I'll be finished and if you're listening to what I'm saying, you'll also be finished. Amen? So I can't shut up. Day in, day out, I keep coming. Feel like it or not, keep coming. Usually on Sunday, I sleep three hours. And I come here. And I shout. And I rejoice. And I go back home like this. And it's fun. And two days later, early morning, I have to be here again with more. And I'm ready for it. Say amen. And I continue. My body feels everything. So what? I I have learned that you can't live by what you feel. You live by faith, not by feelings. Who cares about feelings? This is not the business for feelings at all. You have to look at invisible sacrifice now. Invisible blood. No, no bull and cow and all. Nothing. Where is your recha? There's a porter. It's in the spirit it seems. Where's your blood? In the spirit. Where's your sacrifice? In the spirit. <laughs> but you and I know how we feel. Do you feel righteous? I feel righteous. <laughs> Why? Because Jesus is alive. Hallelujah. He's alive. The ransom has been paid. That's why they hate that name. That's why they don't want you to preach in that name. That's why they curse that name. That's why Hollywood curses that name. They curse the name of Jesus. Because that's where the power is in that name. That's the person. That's the one that did it all. Let's read and close. When will he go away? He's not going yet. You signed by coming here that you will sit here, isn't it? There's an invisible signature. But when I sit there, I also feel it, okay? Brother Anup is going on. Brother George is going on. Yeah, it's good. If it's good stuff, I'll sit around. If it's rough, I'll be like, but it's basically good. I noticed that they've they've learned well. You know, they're good guys. Amen. So whatever they're saying is they're enjoying it themselves also. Hallelujah. See? All right. Last verses 23 and 24 of Galatians 3. Before faith came, we were kept under the law. Before faith came, we were kept under the law. Shut up unto the faith which should afterward be revealed. Amen. But we just heard that it was by faith that Noah and Jonah and all of them, by faith, Abraham, all of them. Then what is this about till faith came? Verse 24, wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. 
that we might be justified by faith. Now let's wrap that up. How long will it take? Well, it can take the whole day. But let's just spend about two minutes wrapping it up. The cross. Don't you just love the cross? I asked Jesus, how much do you love me? And he said, this much. Have you seen that poster? It's an awesome poster. Because one hand is pointing to that side, law and everything. And one hand is pointing towards church and eternity. Everybody was covered by Jesus. The sacrifices of the bull was pointing at Jesus. You can't fulfill it. You can't do it. You will commit adultery. You will do this. Even in your mind it will happen. So what do you do? You bring the bull. What for? Just to point towards Jesus. Just to point towards Jesus. That Jesus is the perfect sacrifice. This is just chumma for the sake of the law. Amen? Are you getting that? It was simply to point towards the actual sacrifice. The perfect sacrifice. The perfect priest. The Lord Jesus. That's why he says they also had faith. In what? In this. These are the people who are recorded. That there's coming a redeemer. We know there's a redeemer he's talking about. That's why when he said give me your son. Your only son whom you love. Abraham understood. He's going to give his son. They got it. They got the point. Today we are looking back and saying Jesus already came. By your name we know that. By coming to church we know that you believe that. You are called a Christian. Christ type of guy. Why? Because he already came. He died. Everybody knows. They see this. But many people don't know he rose up from there. Why? So that he can speak for you. He can pray for you. He can validate your sacrifice. He can smell your offering. He can, he can write it down and say you did the right thing. Say amen. Hallelujah. With that we close. Praise God. So today, my brother, my sister, I don't care what you're feeling. I care. Don't get me wrong. I I care. Because we are emotional people like Jonah and, you know, everybody else. Noah and all of us. We are like emotional beings. Jonah was so bugged. You want me to preach to those Nineveh guys? They are wicked. They should suffer. You want me to preach salvation to them? They all repented. He was so bugged. Because they were super wicked guys. I don't want to go into their wicked. They were super wicked guys. He wanted them to suffer. Amen. But guess what happened? God forgave them. The minute they said, forgive us. Everything changed. God said, oh, Chuma, let's enjoy. He's that kind of person. Don't you love him? He's a bit like you. Isn't he like you? That's why you love him. Enjoy, man. This is our family. Just say, I'm sorry. Just say it and let's go. That kind of person. Say amen. They are like us. We all have emotions. We all have feelings. So I must try to weave through your emotions and feelings and point you to the word. If I stand here and say I don't care what you feel. Somebody may say see he doesn't really care about us. I do care. But I I care so much that let's look beyond that. To the incorruptible anchor of God's word. Let's dig into that and we can stand. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. My mother asked me back in those days. Then why did I waste all my money trying to make you a doctor? 
until you put the seed in that place you won't know whether it's a doctor or hawker what is coming out of this i went to church and then the things started coming out you should have told me i said i did not know until i was planted in the house of the lord then i saw that it was not doctor it was not doctor octo it was pastor coming up like that your parents have all these ideas about you until you are planted you yourself don't know what you are and what you carry what is your destiny you don't know but when you get hooked in and you stay there diving minding into the word of god you will find out who you really are and you say oh you know this is my destiny i'm supposed to be this not everybody is supposed to be a preacher you will find out what you're supposed to do and with that life you will show jesus is lord but many of us don't know who we really are what we were called for what we were created for we just have no clue until you are planted there and you stand there then you will know Ooh. see like i'm sure that sister mary annan's uh, you know circle of friends is a bit limited you may have to say bye to some of your old buddies they'll be like that guy's not fun anymore he just says hallelujah and praise the lord nowadays i mean he was escobar before but now he's no bar <laughs> pablo escobar now no bars just jesus and you know trinity and all that <laughs> but you know until you get planted in the house the pillar and ground of truth you won't know there are things inside you your divine destiny that has to be unlocked amen so don't be don't be struggling calm down and act on the word let's worship him father we feel we feel the pressures of life we see the tests we see the trials we see the problems we see whatever anybody's going through hallelujah but i am sure that they are receiving the truth they are digging into it they are accepting it they are getting it no matter who and where or when they are tapping into it they are not going to quit they are not there's no suicide in this church there is no moaning and groaning perpetual person in this church there is praise rising up there is thanksgiving rising up even though it's not a cool time we're living in even though it is a challenging time we're living in right now we're going to lift up our voices in the morning and in the evening and any other time to just say thank you your word is true you cannot lie i believe i and my household are blessed they are saved they are delivered protected preserved my cats my cows my my doggies my property all that concerns me it's all covenant blessed in jesus name hallelujah 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 glory 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 hallelujah 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 thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you praise you praise you praise you praise you how many of you can praise the lord right now shall we stand up and praise the lord oh thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you father thank you father thank you father Thank you father. 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 Hallelujah. 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 He makes all things beautiful in his time. Jebarebelebarendere makasanta. Today Lord, today Lord, today we believe. We believe you have a good plan for us. 
A plan of excellence, a plan of increase, a plan of favor, a plan of blessing, a plan of freedom, a plan of healing and wholeness. Nothing missing, nothing broken. This is the time that we have to believe you. We believe you now. We believe you today. We agree that whoever is watching, whoever is a part of what we're doing right now, in the name of Jesus, the mercy of God finds them. The blessing unveils itself to them. They are not shaken. They are not moved. Unshakable. Unmovable. Always abounding in the work. Always going forward in the name of Jesus. Never giving up because the word is settled. The word is settled in their heart. The word is the anchor. The, the word is their rock. Ha <laughs> ha. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. We receive it right now. We receive it right now. Oh we give you thanks. We give you thanks. Hallelujah. You may be seated as we get ready to take communion. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Let's read 1 Corinthians 11 and notice verse 26. And then we'll hear it in Canada. Verse 26, 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-six. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. He says, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup. For as often. That does not mean only on Sunday. As often. Amen. You do show the Lord's death till he comes. And if you continue reading around there, you see that he says that you are remembering. You are remembering. How many times do you want to remember that you're healed? Take it. You want to remember every hour? Take it every hour. Praise God. You want to remember it five times a day? Take it five times a day. As often. As often. As often. So there's no tradition of, you know, just taking it once a week or once a month. Or it's, it's how often do you want to remember what Jesus has done? As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you show that the price has been paid. It has been paid. It has been paid. It has been paid. Hallelujah. It has been paid. So let's remember. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's remember. You don't have to suffer. You're not really accountable to so many people. You're accountable to the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. If Jesus says you're right, you're right. Hallelujah. Some people won't like you. What to do? Some people won't appreciate what you're doing. What to do? But you're originally created by him. You're accountable to him. Hallelujah. If you know you've been beating around the bush, you've been just going off in the wrong direction, you can always say, Lord, forgive me. I've been trying to push my agenda. I've been trying to do things my way. I surrender. I'm going to go your way. I'm going to go the word way. Hallelujah. Nothing wrong with taking medicines and going to hospital. Praise God. Hallelujah. Nothing wrong with that. But Jesus has paid. Praise God. Now I think it has become common. They don't want you to go to hospital. They just tell you to take these medications. It will come on your WhatsApp. Take this, 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 this. If you like, you can take it. Praise God. Hallelujah. If the sneezing is too much, take something for the sneezing. I don't know. Whatever. Praise God. 
but hold on to the word of God. Take communion and remember what the Lord has done. Amen. The way I look at it is if you are a tither, you're a giver, your money doesn't have to go to the hospital. Say amen. It doesn't have to go to the hospital. Your money doesn't have to go this way and that way. It should go nicely. Say amen. Praise God. And sometimes, you know, you do spend it and you think, forgive me, Lord. It went the wrong way. Say amen. Hallelujah. But you can curse the devil and say, no, you can't mess with my washing machine again. You can't mess with my car again. In Jesus' name. Something like that. You get what I'm saying? I'm a tither. I'm a giver. You can't take this money out of my hand. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Hallelujah. And expect the devil to pay you back sevenfold. Multiplied by seven. Amen. Praise the Lord. Like my parents said that time. They still make uh, sad news about me. One day my dad was in hospital and he just woke up and said. You gave all that money. Are you crazy? Praise God. Amen. While being under the medication, he suddenly remembered those kind of things. You may do crazy things that your parents don't like. But does God like what you're doing? Praise God. Does God like what you're doing? That's what is important. Think about it. Your parents may not like it. Your brother may not like it. Your sister may not like it. Your wife must like it. Because you agree with her. If you're married, you better think about it properly. Both of you decide. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. What? You, get, you did all that crazy stuff? Are you crazy? Yes, I'm crazy. Amen. We're not normal people. We do what we believe God's word said. Amen. Praise God. So you are a communion taker. That means sickness cannot take you. The life of God is in the blessing, is in the cup, it's there. You drink that, you're fine. Say amen. Drink it nicely and go. Don't be bothered. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's take communion. I don't care what's coming up next, Lord. I I, I know you already know everything. Whatever is coming down the path, whatever wave and thing that's coming up, Lord, you paid for it. The ransom has been paid. The terrorist, the devil has been defeated. Thank you, brother. The enemy has been thrashed. He cannot hold us again. Thank you. Thank you, brother. We are a family. You paid for us. We accept it. We expect the blessing. We expect the healing. We expect the wholeness. We expect the soundness. Thank you, Father. It doesn't matter what we feel right now. It doesn't matter what the thoughts are saying right now. What matters is that you paid. You paid for it. You paid for it. You paid for it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for fruitfulness in our lives, productivity in our lives, increase in our life, breaking forth in our lives, moving forward in our lives, healing, wholeness, soundness, welfare, well-being, nothing missing, nothing broken in our lives. Our family saved, delivered, protected, preserved, All that concerns us on every side. Our property, our children, our pets, all, our work, anything that concerns us. It is blessed by your precious mighty sacrifice. 
We eat and drink in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, shall we eat and drink. We speak to our liver. We speak to our lungs. We speak to our kidneys. We speak to our brains. We speak to our bones, our marrow. We speak to our heart. Be healed. Be whole. In Jesus' name. Be full of life. In Jesus' name. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. Thank you, Father. Thank you. We receive our benefits. We remember. You did it for us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. So sometimes you may have to do this a couple of times a day. When the urgency is there. The minute you are remembering it too much, take communion too much. You're always harassed by the thought, take again. Hallelujah. Let it be like that. Let it be like that. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm going to read a a familiar scripture as we receive uh, tithes, offerings, and so on. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. Look at the ransom. For we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor. That you through his poverty might be rich. How many of you are born rich? Born again rich. Woo, hallelujah. I'm born again rich. Are you born again rich? Hallelujah. That's the truth about it. Amen. Your father owns the universe. Your father owns the gold, the silver, the cattle on a thousand hills. The universe is your daddy's. And so you are born in that house. You are rich. Get used to that. Don't get used to thinking poor and uh, imagining poor, becoming poor, becoming hopeless. Don't go there. Think about how rich your daddy is. Think about maybe the sultan, you know, cleaning your shoes. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever makes your your bell ring. I just said that for a joke, okay? But don't associate your thoughts with being poor, broke, disgusted, busted, useless, messed up. Don't. Don't go there. Amen? Get used to saying, I'm rich. Jesus made me rich. That means I have everything. I have a full supply. I'm rich. I have a full supply. I'll never be poor. I'll never be poor. I've not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. David said that. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging bread. He said, I was young. Now I'm old. I have never seen. I have never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. That's David. He said, I grew up on these things. I've never seen the righteous, the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. Take it. Receive it. And from there, give what you want to. Every man as he purposes in his heart, so let him give. Not of necessity, not because you are forced to. Give because you want to. Let God receive it. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for the sacrifice that's coming up before you. The faith that's coming up before you. The thanksgiving that's coming up before you. Oh, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, let it turn around. May your people receive the blessing.
May it come into the natural realm, into their lives, their property, their financial situations, their jobs, opportunities of business, favor, tender mercies in their family, court cases, property matters, whatever it may be, marriages, children, benefits, heaven flowing in each life, Father. We give you thanks for this moment. Thank you for the time that you gave us to do this, to preach, to teach, to enjoy your house. We receive in Jesus' name. Angels go. Angels go. Bring it to pass. Angels go. Bring it to pass. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, team. You are blessed. Amen.